Chile will elect a new president on November 21st, and many worry that the nation, which has altered between the centre-right and centre-left for decades, could be on the verge of a shift to the far right. Considered by many as Chile's answer to Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro, José Antonio Cast has been consistently rising in polls since early in September. Quiero combatir la corrupción. Quiero que no haya aquí hay que haya una muralla china entre los negocios y el Estado. And as things stand, he's in the lead, five points ahead of centre-left candidate Gabriel Boric. Further simulations suggest that Boric would ultimately win in a runoff between the two men, but Cast's polling momentum leaves enough room for a surprise to happen. So could Cast pull it off? And if he wins, what will that mean for Chile and its newly elected Constituent Assembly? ¿Por qué vamos a cambiar algo que ha funcionado bien? Y sobre todo, ¿por qué vamos a caer en el populismo de decir que si cambiamos la Constitución, al día siguiente mejora la calidad de atención de salud? Or if he loses, what marks will he leave on the political landscape? And how will he shape a more radicalized opposition? My name's Ewan Marshall, stepping in for Editor-in-Chief Gustavo Ribeiro, and this is Explaining Brazil. Ignacio Portes is our correspondent in Buenos Aires, and he writes our Latin America weekly newsletter. Uh, premium readers, they get that every Wednesday, and you can try it for free on our website. Now, for the past couple of weeks, Ignacio has been reporting on a steady rise in José Antonio Cast's polling numbers. A few months ago, the chances of Cast winning were written off as ludicrous. Pundits thought that the race was a sure thing between Gabriel Boric on the left of centre and Sebastián Sichel from the moderate right. Ignacio, glad to have you back on the show. Tell me, how has the Chilean election scenario changed over the past couple of months? Good to be here, Ewan. So I think what we've seen here is uh, another example of, of the by now classic phenomena of um, a, a right-wing candidate that rises after being uh, discounted by analysts and uh, in the last month uh, or so, polls have started to reflect that uh, the, what, what, what was the dominant view of uh, Sichel, the center-right candidate closer to Sebastián Piñera's government, and Boric, who is the left candidate, the representative of the emergent left candidate that comes from all these social protests that's, that we've seen throughout the last few years in Chile and that uh, led to the constitutional reform discussions that are taking place right now, uh, Boric won the primaries of the left with a slightly more moderate uh, position than other parties within his coalition. And so everyone was speaking about, okay, we have a center-left, center-right discussion between these two guys, and there's another few candidates below them. But Cast was seen as a guy who couldn't go past 10 points of support uh, at best, but he has proven in the debates that he is um, uh, he has a very strong rhetorical style and he has uh, captured the imagination of right-wing voters much better than Sichel, who is really more of a centrist naturally. And he has taken mu much of his support. If you see the polls, cast rises uh, almost simultaneously with Sichel's decline in support. Uh, and you can, you talk to... When, when, when pollsters talk to, to the voters, many say that they kind of like Piñera's government. They 
maybe before would have considered Sichel, but now they like Cast even more. So he has stolen a lot of votes from him, and he's also capturing votes uh, somewhere in some other places. He has a bit of this more popular appeal that some of these right-wing populist candidates have. He can uh, be more um, appealing to lower classes a little bit than the traditional right-wing candidates. He has changed the race in a sense, and now he is uh, in many polls ahead of of Boric in the first round at least, and it, it could be a tight runoff, although, as always, you have to take posters with a grain of salt because they have been wrong a lot. And so if we just circle back a little bit, so who exactly is Cast? Like, where does he come from? What does he believe in? Well, Cast uh, used to be a part of the UDI, uh, UDI uh, political party in Chile, which is the traditional right-wing party that was formed during the dictatorship in the 1980s. He, his family uh, was very involved in Chilean politics. One of his brothers, who, who died very young during the dictatorship, uh, he had cancer. Uh, but he was a high member of, of the government. In the, he was a central bank president. He was a labor minister. He had very important positions uh, in the 80s and the, the 70s and 80s, the first part of the Pinochet government. He has like nine brothers and sisters. But this one was uh, had a, a scholarship to study in the Chicago School of Economics. He was one of the so-called Chicago boys in Chile who were the many economists uh, that brought uh, supply-side, right-wing, uh, pro-market economics to the country and the continent, really. We had Chicago boys in Argentina and in other countries in Latin America. Uh, well, they brought this this uh, ideology and these um, ideas on how to conduct the economy from the Chicago University in Chicago, which was um, a bit contrary to the to the coastal universities, which were which were more Keynesian, more uh, progressive than New York, the California universities, and, the, and these people they brought back these ideas to to Chile and applied them uh, and radically changed the country. Remember that Chile in the seventies was governed by uh, Salvador Allende, very left wing guy supported by socialist uh, communist party, and etc. Pinochet, uh, coup. Uh, in 1973 changed the picture radically and, and Chile started to have a very pro-market economy. Chile's economy did grow. Thanks to freeing up the market, Chile made trade deals with countries around the world, exporting things like copper and its internationally renowned wines. In 2010, Chile even became the first Latin American country to join the OECD, a club for developed economies. Uh, in the constitution of society, really, Chile's society changed drastically. Now, this movement has been about a lot of things, but one of the big ones is inequality. 33% of Chilean GDP goes to the one percenters. That's higher than almost everywhere. And Cast family was a part of this reform. And so Cast comes, comes from this um, uh, cultural and family background. And he, in a way, uh, the, he has been trying, he has, they have always been critics, this UD party, and, and caste family and so on of the concertacion governments, which are the governments that came after uh, Pinochet's dictatorship since 1990. Uh, they, they see them as weak social democrats who really haven't changed uh, a lot of the constitution of Chile and they have kept a lot of the pro-market reforms of Pinochet. They have been really centrist governments. Uh, and, but, and, and this is why the left criticizes them, right? They, they criticize them because they haven't changed 
the, the, the pillars of, of the Pinochet model. But according to Cast, they have been weak uh, social democrats and they have made many concessions to the left. And this is why Chile is not growing enough. And so they need to return to the roots of, they, they don't really um, openly at least support any of the human rights violations of the Pinochet government, but they do say that Chile needs to go back to its economic roots of the 70s and the 80s. They are very strong uh, anti-communists in their rhetoric, right? They see socialist, communist menaces um, everywhere, a stance that works a little bit better now that the left is again a bit stronger in Chile. So they are, they have, they come from this background and they are trying to revive this tradition in a way, especially economically. And there seems to be a kind of religious element to this as well, because Cast is, he's very religious himself. Uh, his family belongs to a German religious group, which actually prompted accusations of him being a Nazi, funnily enough. Like, is there anything to that, or is that just kind of adding two plus two and getting Hitler? Well, uh, his father... His family comes from Germany, and they come from they came from Germany after the war. His father was a conscript in the German military, uh, but Cast always says that he was very young. His father he was actually young; he was like sixteen when he was conscripted in the German army in the forties, uh, and uh, he came to Chile in nineteen fifty. Uh, it's a it's a reasonable defense to say his father was very young. He was a conscript; it wasn't his choice. But he he was definitely a member of the of the German army. During the, during the Hitler years, but the, the, this Schoenstatt movement to which he belongs was actually um, persecuted by the Nazis. Remember that Catholics were, uh, parts of it at least, very persecuted during the Nazi years. So it's, it's I mean, saying that it's a Nazi, that, that they come from a Nazi place is, is a stretch, but what, what what's actually a much easier accusation to make is that they come from the the Pinochet family, the Pinochet years, and the and their Chile's right wing, right? They were much more clearly integrated to that. But uh, what what you can say about the the Schoenstatt movement is that they are conservative in in aspect in things such as abortion. Cass uh, himself is very um, anti gay marriage and so on. So he has all this, and he has he seems to have a very genuinely religious view of the world, right? As opposed to other right-wing leaders like Trump, who seem to be a little bit faking it and just mentioning God because it panders well to his base. He seems to be genuine, to have a genuine religious drive in his thought. And he mentions the, the church as mentors. Some of his, some of his brothers and sisters were um, priests and nuns. And, and so religion is an important part of his, of his um, ideology. But, uh, Nazi is a, a stretch, I would say. Right. Okay. But like, what are what are Cast's proposals then for Chile? What would he do if he became president? Well, economically, he he supports Pinochet's model. Really, and he doesn't support uh, the Pinochet uh, in terms of human rights. He he says, okay, we have to separate human rights abuses from what happened economically, and he doesn't really get bogged down into discussing kidnappings and other atrocities of the of the Pinochet era, which are really a very difficult stand to defense to defend, right? But he does defend it quite um, unashamedly the, the Pinochet economy, which is uh, stranger to see because it, it's it's always associated with the with the violence and with the, the the concentration camps of the Pinochet era and so on. But he tries to make that distinction and say, okay, 
look how much inflation, how much uh, scarcity we had during the Allende years and during the 70s and 60s. Uh, Chile was um, a very uh, leftist, progressive economy, and they had a lot of problems. Uh, in fact, before the, the before the pro market reforms, in uh, Allende was very unpopular because of the hyperinflation in which the country got in, and so on. And, and he then feeds into that history to say uh, that uh, Chile needs to avoid going back into those years of hyperinflation of um, scarcity of Venezuelan-like policies and so on, uh, and and be firm and, and have conviction in the defense of an economic model that he sees as work, that he sees as, as working, right? So he, he stands for deregulation, less taxes, free trade, supply-side economics, uh, the idea that economic growth cures everything, and, and he doesn't really, inequality is not a, a, a very significant uh, aspect of what he says. He says, okay, if there's growth, there's more opportunities for everyone. Sure, we, we, we care about the poor, but it's better to, to give them opportunities by working than by uh, taxation and giving them some, some money from the rich. And uh, I would say that a, a marked difference that he tries to, to show with the central right with Sichel and Piñera, is that he's um, more very clearly opposed to the what he, what what he sees as the what the right wing populists see as the like the United United Nations NGO driven agenda of abortion, climate change, diversity, feminism. He he's really uh, has a, a a clear line against all of that. He sees human rights organizations as a place where leftist activists actually hide and um, push their agendas and so on. He talks very openly about this. He has tried to moderate a little bit of that lately, but in debates always uh, it comes, he comes as a, a kind of a climate change denier. Uh, and obviously his position against abortion is very clear. Uh, so yeah, in, in that sense, uh, he tries to, to be more like unabashedly right wing than than the center right, he he wants to be the non timid guy who actually is strong enough to withstand the, the the advances of the left. Yes, so that that's quite interesting because a lot of the things you were saying there that reminds me a lot of Bolsonaro here in Brazil. Yes, he is he's similar to Bolsonaro in, in many aspects. He's very close to the military too, which uh, is part of of Bolsonaro's um, public stance. He he also, somewhat like Bolsonaro, he, he represents like um, the idea of having a, a, an orderly country where n- not anything goes. Like Bolsonaro seemed to be, I mean, I'm not a Brazilian expert, but he seemed to be make crime a very important part of his um, platform. And crime is not that rampant in Chile, really. But uh, the, the, the riots, the protests generated this idea of, okay, maybe... The, the country can turn chaotic and problematic and the, the peaceful years that we had in the last few decades can go away. So he he says, okay, I am with the Carabineros, which is like the, the armed force that actually the constitution wants to reform and, and eliminate and give, put under civilian control. He says, no, I am with the Carabineros. If there were some abuses in the, in, in the, in the, protests and the police did something wrong okay we'll investigate that individually sure the justice will do it but 
I am with them. They are a good institution. I like what they do. They maintain order. We need to protect them. We need to give them good pensions, good salaries, um, and protect them from political persecution, et cetera, et cetera. So he is very pro-armed forces. And he's also very, he has this, lately he has been, seems to have been copying like Trump's campaign a little bit. He has this, uh, he had this stance about uh, like digging ditches in the in the northern borders where some immigrants uh, have been crossing, some Venezuelan immigrants crossing from Peru. He says, well, we should dig ditches to make it harder for them to cross, which is like, I will build a wall, right? It's, it's a very similar rhetoric to Trump. So there is definitely similarities in that. Uh, I would say that he's more naturally portrayed than Trump. Uh, Trump was more of a protectionist in, in his speech. He was, he had this, uh, he tried to appeal a little bit to the U.S. working class by saying, uh, we will protect you from China competition and so on. Uh, Cast has a different, he's more clearly pro-market dogmatic in that sense. He comes from the Chicago school, as we say, and free market is always better. And uh, Chile needs to, to be really economically powerful, needs to win through competition and not through protectionism. So, and even, I mean, even Bolsonaro before uh, meeting Guedes and, and, me, and, uh, and making kind of a pro-market turn uh, before his presidency, he was also a bit more protectionist. Uh, so the dif- I, that's a little difference that I would say. He's more ideologically, naturally pro-free trade and pro-market than than other of these right-wing populists, but there are there are a lot of similarities, certainly. And something which I noticed is that Cast's political party is only two years old, and so does that does that mean that kind of like Bolsonaro, he's someone who's coming from the fringes of the political establishment? He he was part of the UDI before this, so he was for years uh, in the in the in the in Chilean Congress. Uh, in a way, he he presents himself as an outsider, but. He he also clearly comes from part of the Chile's establishment, which is the the right wing part of the establishment. Right, he he's not uh, part of the social democratic establishment. Maybe that that's appeared in the last couple of decades, especially like during the two thousands and so on. But he is from the very close to the economic establishment of the country. He. The, the, the UD was formed uh, in line with the creation of the of the new ruling class of Chile, and he's not that dissimilar to Piñera in that sense to the current president. Although Piñera is a, a more successful businessman, the the Cast family is also very su- successful in business. They own restaurant chains all across Chile, and uh, Cast himself has been a political figure. So yes, he's a bit on the fringes, certainly, and, and but he was part of UD before, and he just. Uh, but he, he, his message is more against part of the establishment than the whole establishment. He, and that's why he has so successfully captured the Piñera voters. Like, there's no real antagonism between uh, the Piñera voters and him. He, they just see him as, okay, he, this guy is even more genuine, more right-wing than, than the guy we have now. He's better. Okay, let's go. But um, So, yeah, a little bit of that, but, but not, not completely, uh, I would say. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Ignacio Portes in just a moment. A 
As you know, The Brazilian Report is an independent news outlet that lives off subscriptions. So you can support our independence by choosing one of our plans for the best content about Brazil in English. And if you have already subscribed, then you can also buy us a coffee with a small donation starting at $4 and going up to whatever your budget and your heart allows, you can help us refill our coffee mugs to continue covering Brazil. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report. Buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report. We're back with Ignacio Portes, the Brazilian Report's Buenos Aires correspondent. Ignacio, now we know who José Antonio Cast is... What are the chances of him winning the election in a couple of weeks' time? Well, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to make predictions. That's always a, a folly, especially when you're not in the country. But uh, certainly his, chance, his chances have risen and uh, pollsters have systematically underestimated this, this kind of movement uh, in, the, in the past. Uh, Trump was said to lose, Bolsonaro... Uh, until I think ver the very end of the race wasn't seen as a, a favorite. So his chances have risen clearly. Uh, there's actually one poll, I think, that came uh, that puts him on the lead, even in the runoff, but most polls put him below Boric in the runoff at this point. It's hard to to make predictions in this sense uh, when, when even pollsters cannot do it and they have the resources to do it. Um, I mean, there's people that don't want to answer polls. There's, uh, it's hard to get uh, people to respond when they don't use uh, in-person uh, polling, which is more expensive. So I, I wouldn't make a prediction really, but he certainly has a chance. You, you cannot say that because most pollsters say he would lose a runoff that he's, he's out of the race. You, you, can't, you can't say that at this point. It's, you can't discount him as a potential president. And when we consider that Chile is currently drafting a new constitution, uh, which will be presented next year, most likely, how much of a game changer would a cast win be? You know, with him in the presidency, a new constitution in Chile, that's gonna that's, that's gonna be quite the shakeup. Yeah, yeah, cast is almost the exact opposite of the of the reform movement uh, uh, the, the, that that led to the the constitutional assembly that is now uh, for the last two three weeks. Uh, starting to draft a new text. Um, we mentioned the UDI party in the past, which is where from where caste come from. Where, well, the founder of, of the UDI party, Jaime Guzman, uh, basically wrote Pinochet's era constitution in the, in, in the 1980s. Uh, and and th that constitution is the constitution again with, with some reforms that took place since then. But it's, it's, it is in many senses the constitution against which the left has rallied uh, in the last few years, and that the assembly is trying to change drastically, right, in terms of um, political system, uh, armed forces, health, public education, pension system, all these very drastic radical changes that could take place uh, were are, are opposite to the to the vision that that Pinochet and and Guzman and and the the, the that elite of the mil that was born or, or strengthened during the military dictatorship in Chile had it's it goes it, it, it's two very competing clear visions. So the left has a dominant position in the assembly. 
it has, uh, I mean, cast cast people that do, does not, do not really have representatives there. There are some UD people that are close to cast, uh, but there are some center right representatives closer to Pineda, Sichel, and so on. Uh, but they don't even control one third of the assembly. Uh, last week, no, the two weeks ago, the the presidency of each of the committees that will debate the seven committees that will draft each of the uh, fragments of the constitution were were discussed, and the left and the center took all of the presidencies, all of the secretaries um, between the the. The Frente Amplio broad front of, of Boric, the Communist Party that are allied to Boric, to Boric, the Socialist Party, which is more of a centrist party, the independents, the indigenous people, all those parties which are left of center uh, got uh, the, the key positions in, in the Constitutional Assembly that, will, that now has six months to draft the Constitution and CAS com- comes from the exact opposite place to that. So there definitely would be a clash if CAS manages to pull this upset and, and, and somehow... Take the presidency. There will be there would be a few months in which uh, uh, the most right wing guy since Pinochet is in control of the government, and the most left wing guy since guys since Allende are in control of the assembly. It would be it would be a pretty crazy situation. And this push, the process to create a new constitution in Chile, came in the in response to massive protests to demand more kind of human and civil and social rights. And these protests, which were often kind of brutally repressed by the police. So is it possible to say that maybe the rise of caste now could actually be linked to that protest movement as something of like a kind of reaction from Chile's conservative sectors? Yes, yes. Uh, This kind of leader generally appears as a reaction to the left. This is no exception to that, I think. He... he, he, His discourse is very... uh, its foundations are are that we need to restore uh, order, tradition, uh, what what we know works in Chile, what made Chile a good country. Like it's like a bit of a make Chile great again, right? Chile was great uh, economically. It had this Chilean economic miracle, a lot of economic growth, and so on. And that's what's good about Chile, and that's what we need to bring back and take it off the control of these social democrats and these crazy leftists that are um, undermining it. So it's definitely a reaction. It's, it's um, like, like Bolsonaro was a reaction to the Lula years, like Millet in Argentina is a reaction to the Kirchners and to the increased role of the state in general. Uh, it's, it's definitely a reaction to the, to the constitutional reform attempts, certainly. It, that has given it ammunition, right? Any... Any ex- perceived excess in the rhetoric of the left, any association between Boric and the Communist Party, he preys on that. He cast immediately zooms in on that, and he says, "You see, they're communists. They they're radicals. They want to destroy everything that that is good in Chile." So, yeah, he, he definitely he definitely feeds off that. So you've given us a you've given us a good picture of Jose Antonio Cast. A lot of kind of similarities we've noticed from here in Brazil and you know and other other politicians around the world. But let's just before we finish, let's look at Cast's probable opponent in the runoff election, Gabriel Boric, who we've been mentioning throughout the show. What has he been doing to counter this kind of far right swing, and what are his liabilities moving forward? Well, Boric, uh, first, uh, Boric is a student leader, right? He was, uh, he comes from the universities, from the, um, I mean, th- this, uh, this 
protests in Chile were born out of a student move- movement with this um, uh, protest against the subway fares, the, uh, the, the refusal to pay subway fares, demanding more subsidies and cheaper tariffs for public transportation and so on. Uh, and even before that, uh, there were all these, maybe some of you might remember, these demands for more public education in at the university level, uh, free public education, and so on. Boric was a leader of that uh, precedent to the to the constitutional assembly. Um, he wa- he he won many of the student elections during those uh, uprisings demanding free public education uh, during the early 2010s, and so he comes from there. But he is not the most um, left-wing option among those that generally left his political landscape. He defeated Camilo Vallejo, who was the most left-wing uh, uh, leader of of the of these uh, student movements in some of these student elections uh, during those years. But he, def- he has incorporated all of those people as allies of him in his broad coalition. He, his, his party, his movement is the broad front, and his broad front is allied also with other leftist and independent movements, including the Communist Party of Chile, which is a very important party in Chile. It's not a small party as in other places. In the um, primaries against the Communist Party, he presented a more moderate profile. He had these debates with Hadwe, which is the was the Communist Party candidate and, and, and a mayor in the Recoleta municipality in Chile. And uh, he said, okay... I I don't agree with Hadwe on what he says in the media. I believe that yeah, private media is okay. We need to have a private media. We I criticize human rights violations in Venezuela. I I would be careful not to raise taxes too much on small uh, enterprises on SMEs, right? Uh, so he tried to make some differences with the more harder left, uh, and he has um, had uh, some clashes. With, to his left, with uh, with with these allies who have have said, okay, if Boric doesn't really do all of the what his program stands, we will be the first demanding that he does it. So he, he Boric is kind of hind, right now having to make sure that he doesn't lose any votes to his left because there are a couple of leftist candidates that could steal one or two or three points that could be important to his left, but more importantly. Right now, he has a very big menace from the right and a lot of votes that he he has to seduce from the center for a potential runoff. Uh, so he has to to balance that act and, and, and still look genuine and l- not look like he's just faking it for the votes. So so uh, there's this like there's this centrist candidate, uh, Shasna Proboste, uh, who comes from the Christian Democrats, allied to this. Socialist Party, which is a center-left, more moderate party uh, that has like 10% of the vote, uh, that is a, a potential a, a vote that he needs to conquer certainly for the for the first round, for the runoff especially, and he even needs to appeal, I think, to a bit of the the center right in in the runoff. He will have to appeal to even some center right voters so to so as to keep all of the votes from automatically going to to cast um so chile seemed like uh, a place where in which the left had all the initiative but right now i think uh, the the boric as the leader of the left right now 
is a bit on an uncomfortable place in which he needs to stand by what he has been saying on these last few years, but he also needs to make sure that he doesn't give any easy, cheap points of attack to Cass because he immediately will prey on them and paint him and pay all of the paint all of the of his opposition as part of a broader left wing radical project. So this this month or two months, if if it's confirmed that these two guys will decide to race, because as I said before, Pulse also could be wrong. Maybe Proboste has a chance. I don't know. But if if he, if it is like that, he will definitely have to play a, a balancing game between. Uh, trying to attract moderates and not lose anyone to his left. Ignacio, thanks so much for that. Great to have you back on the show. Thanks, it's been a pleasure again. Ignacio will continue covering the Chilean presidential elections and you can follow all the latest developments on the Brazilian report. If you like explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It just takes a second and it helps more people find out about this show. Or you can sign up to The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We offer a seven-day free trial, no strings attached, which gives you access to the site for a week without the need to insert any credit card details whatsoever. I'm Ewan Marshall. Thanks for listening. <laughs>